Non-rock-a-boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Take an amazing journey to a place that will blow your mind and move your mind so you will never be the same again. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord and the Lord said to Samuel, obey the voice of the people in all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them what's up guys welcome back to another episode of apologia radio we're back in town marcus Pittman. we're back king ginger we survived the landing on the southwest we did oh my goodness (laughs) guys you have no no idea no idea so we had a fantastic time and you're going to find out all about it right now on this episode of apologia radio back from kentucky and tennessee that's right god did very very big things in kentucky and tennessee we had to go to uh, Tennessee for the NRB convention, national convention. It is the annual convention. NRB convention is like every major radio, Christian media, movie, filmmaking, television show, production companies. You name it. They're all there once a year. I mean, there's a lot of well-known people there. Ted Cruz was there, right? He, he yeah, was, not he, when we were there. Not when we were there, but right. he was there. And then he had like... Uh, Judge, I think, I think Carson showed up too, right? It was Cruz and Carson? I, I think so, yeah. And then yeah. Judge, whatever his name is from Fox News. But, I mean, uh, you name it, conservative Christian radio, media, they were all at this thing. Yes. Uh, they had, like, the advertisements for the new Ben-Hur movie. There's a new like, Ben-Hur movie. There's a new movie. Ben-Hur movie, apparently. You couldn't even out. find the trailer, could you? I couldn't find the trailer. Supposedly, oh. it's coming out this summer or something. But anyway, so we go to this thing, and I got to I don't be, have my hopes up if there's no trailer already. Yeah, I have to be honest. I mean, I didn't want to go. We're so busy with everything we're doing here. We're so busy with, with, with everything in church and ministry and a church plant. And I was like, I just don't want to go. But we had to go to this thing. So we made a thing out of it, and we went, and we spent the day with... Uh, Ken Ham uh, from Answers in Genesis at the Ark Encounter. Yes. Which is amazing. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. The thing is massive. Yes. And Apologia Studios got some exclusive content Mm -hmm. and conversation inside the Ark. 
Inside the Ark and at the Design Studio, which was awesome and unexpected. Totally unexpected. But Ken Ham loves us. He loves us. He loves us, and uh, he gave us access to their warehouse where they're building all the artist artistry stuff. People like, from Disney and Universal Studios, trained, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Imaginarium kind of people. Imagineers. The Imagineers. Yeah. Uh, they're working on that stuff. Right. And uh, we also went to the Creation Museum. So you guys are going to be able to get content that we got at the uh, NRB convention, at uh, the Ark Encounter, at the Creation Museum, at the Design Studio. Um, some of the content will go up to Apologia Studios on YouTube for everybody, and and some of the content will be exclusively on um, All, Access. All Access, and will yeah. be on the NRB Network. And so if you guys want to get hold of that stuff and participate with us in all the new stuff that we're doing our apologetics course that's online and our reformed theology uh, study at the academy with uh, John Sampson. You can get it all, apologiaradio.com. That's how you guys partner with this ministry and you join with us in all of this. So that's all coming very soon. You guys are going to get to hear some of the content and the things that we got at the convention. It was awesome. Um, we, okay, just for fun, everyone's like, what are you talking about with the plane? On the way home, <laughs> on the way home. They're not even listening to anything you said. Yeah. They're just still thinking uh, about it. What the happened plane. with that? Right. So on the way home, we flew. <laughs> and now usually we think Southwest Airlines. I, I love Southwest Airlines because like it's very reliable. They have a fantastic history of like no major incidents. And, and you get to check two bags for free. And two bags for free. Which when you're bringing a lot of video equipment. Yeah. That's we, we try to save money for the ministry. That's a lot. You got to fly on lot, Southwest, so. right? And so, um, so on the way back, uh, we were coming in, it was like sun was going down, and it did the initial descent into Phoenix, and we're right over the mountaintops, I mean, pretty close to the mountaintops, and the pilot took, like, a turn, and the wind <laughs> took us down, so he tried to fight it and or yeah. something and just flipped the other way, and that was jolting. We yeah. were like, that, that's, that's terrifying. Um, but then he had to get himself, like, lined back up at the runway. Oh, yeah. And there was like 30 seconds of the wings going back and forth. Like, it was just like crazy. And then when we came down to actually get landed, it was an amazing crash. I mean, it was just like a fast crash, slammed the plane down. And all the plane was talking afterwards. Like, oh my goodness, that was insane. Almost broke our backs. Yeah. So Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord we made it. Hallelujah. I kind of had a feeling like we're going to be fine with all this content. God, yeah. God, God, yeah. God. There's God. no way this, there's no way this plane's going to crash because of this content. Yeah, it's got to get out to people. That's, that's why I was like, I know we're going to make it. All right. At least get home for this. So um, anyways, so let's uh, bring everyone into the discussion. We had um, an episode um, the last episode we had with Steve Camp, he is a reform pastor. He is a pretty well-known contemporary Christian artist from like the 90s, Steve Camp. Um, he uh, got into a little bit of a conflict on Twitter with Dr. James White. We saw it, and so we sent him a, a private message and invited him to join with us on Apologia Radio to have a discussion about uh, conversation. That was the word that was used, discussion, uh, Yeah, about, about yeah. Um, Christians who support Donald Trump. And uh, that's why he was invited, and so that's what we wanted to do. Um, the conversation, admittedly, was uncomfortable to listen to. Yes. Uh, it was uncomfortable for us to do it. Uh, it was very difficult to get a word in with him. I think Dr. White's assessment was, was excellent at this point. I think Steve Camp came on the radio thinking he was an expert, and uh, he wasn't going to be challenged because when he was challenged, he ended up at the very end trying to jab and get involved in insults. Now, you might be asking... Um, why would we put the content up if it was so uncomfortable? Here's why, because you need to hear that. 
you need to hear a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ um, advocating for a serial adulterer, an unrepentant serial adulterer, uh, and, and saying things like a presidential candidate doesn't need to ha- be consistent with the biblical worldview. Yes. You need to hear that. I can't believe you said that. When you ask questions like, how are we in the state that we are in today as a nation, um, even as a church? We have a man like Donald Trump who is, he's, he's like h- highest in the polls, right? And you've got people like Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders running. You have people like this running for president of this nation, of these United States, and we have such an amazing biblical heritage behind us. And you ask the question, how in the world is this taking place? Answer. Watch the Steve Camp interview. Yeah. Yeah. The pulpit has so much to do with this, brothers and sisters. That's why we put it up. I know it was uncomfortable, and I want to apologize to those of you guys that are very sensitive. I understand it was probably very hard for you to listen to. We do thank those of you guys that messaged us with words of encouragement, that we handled it very, very well, that we were gracious, and all those things. Thank you guys for that encouragement. For those of you guys that you know weren't happy with the episode, just know our heart's desire is not simple controversy. But listen, like Dr. Walter Martin said, he said, controversy for the sake of controversy is a sin. Controversy for the sake of truth is a divine command. This stuff matters. Now, we put it up because we need to start having these discussions. This goes beyond discussions about eschatology, post-millennialism versus amillennialism, theonomy you know, versus whatever, autonomy or any other system. This goes down to the heart of our beliefs. Jesus is either Lord of all or he is not Lord at all, as our friend says. That's true. Listen, we got to get past glib slogans as Christians where we simply say Jesus is the king of kings. Now, that, that either is meaningful or it's not. It either means something or it doesn't. And, and we put that up so you could hear a discussion between Christians. One saying, look, it doesn't really matter. God isn't really ultimately concerned with consistency in government in terms of the biblical worldview. He's not ultimately concerned with our civil government submitting to Jesus Christ. When you have people like that saying things like that, then don't ask questions about why we have 60 million babies dead in America. Don't ask those questions because it's obvious. We've got 60 million babies dead in America because as a church, we have disconnected from the culture. We have said that this realm over here, Jesus doesn't care about. Right. If, 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 somebody, if a president doesn't have to be consistent with a biblical worldview, why do they have to be pro-life? I'll let that hang. <laughs> just let, just think of that a minute. Why do they have to be pro-life? Why do they have to be uh, non-socialist? Yeah. Why, you know, why are, like all those things tie into a biblical worldview. All these issues are all gospel issues. Yeah. Because every social issue is at its bottom a moral issue. Right. That's why they're servants of God. The, yeah. the civil magistrate is a servant of God. Romans 13. Right. To terrorize those who do evil, yeah. which is only defined by God. Only what defined evil by is. God. That's right. right. So you can't have a non-biblically consistent yeah. leader. And, and let me just say this to those of you guys that love us. Maybe maybe you were just really uncomfortable with that episode. A lot of you guys were really blessed by it, so we praise God for that. But if you were really uncomfortable, let me just tell you, we are teachable at Apologia Radio. We're teachable. And so if we ever err um, doing a program or doing something, just know that this show isn't hosted by Jesus. We're, te- we're teachable, and we want to gr- continue to grow as Christians but that episode needed to be heard because the content and the material is vitally important to get. And in terms of the clip, the Dane Cook clip uh, played by Pastor Luke near the end, 
I just want to tell you the motivation behind that when Luke played that was to try to break up the ice because it was a cold feeling <laughs> in the room. Cold, yeah. And, and the, the, it's not a support and saying, hey, go support someone like Dane Cook. It was a funny comedic clip meant to cut the ice in the room and try to bring some uh, softness to the situation. If it offended you, we want to offer you our apologies and let you know that the meaning behind it was just to try to um, lessen the blow of the whole circumstance. Uh, but uh, we love you guys. We're grateful for you guys and your encouragement. This stuff matters. How much does it matter? Uh, matters a lot. Today, as of the recording of this episode, uh, today is Super Tuesday. It is Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is a big day. I'm not excited for the results. Yeah, well, here's... here's <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not excited. Here is uh, here's, uh, an example of some of the interesting things we may have to deal with coming up in the future. Hi. Throwing punches, like to punch him in the face. What is wrong with you? If you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of him, would you? Seriously. I will pay for the legal fees, I promise. USA, USA. Throw him out. Throw him out into the cold. Don't give him their coat. No coat. Excuse me, sit down. You weren't called. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. You weren't called. Trump's people are the most incredible. 68% would not leave under any circumstances. I think that means murder. I think it means anything. Our perfect man. He's my perfect man. Absolutely. Everything he said is absolutely right. He's our man sent from heaven. And this guy started screaming by himself. And they did, I don't know, rough up? He should have been, maybe he should have been roughed up. I would bomb the shit out of him. I'd blow up every single inch. There would be nothing left. Come on, let's go. Come on. Let's go. You can go faster than that. Come on. I mentioned food stamps, and that guy who's seriously overweight went crazy. <laughs> uh, he wasn't wearing one of those hats, was he? Was he wearing one of those hats? Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you please? Get him out of here. Throw him out. Hey, where's Metro? They say, I have the most loyal people. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? Every once in a while we talk about nonviolence, right? You're surprised to hear that from Trump, aren't you? Trump's a racist! Trump's a racist! Isn't a Trump rally much more exciting than these other guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, there's no uh, question about that. I'm, I'm terrified for our country. <laughs> like, I really am. Like, this is not something to be happy about. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a difficult time. But w- I think it's good for us to mention this. We know that we are not... Um, we're not, I'm not voting for a messiah. I think it's important for Christians to recognize, look, the guy that, or the girl, that lady that becomes the president of the United States, like, that's not the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. He's on his throne forever. Forever. Forever and ever. Psalm chapter 2, the Father's given nations to the Son. Every king is told to obey the Son or they'll perish. Look, Jesus is the king forever. And we're going to have moments in history where there's great um progress for the gospel and there's moments of, of great degradation and, and, and we're broken and that has a lot to do with the church we're the salt and we're the light of the world Jesus tells us that's our commission that's our call and so 
you know, as much as this is a difficult thing for us to face today with so much wickedness on display, look, Jesus is the king and Jesus wins by his gospel. And as hearts are transformed by the gospel, the, the true gospel, then the world changes. And so we have to focus on, of course, is calling people to repentance in every area of life. Um, and we do have hope. We do have hope. First Corinthians 15, Jesus is the king on his throne, putting his enemies under his feet. I'm glad that Jesus is our hope and not Donald Trump. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That would be... That would be really However, sad. However, there are very hopeful things happening, Marcus. Yes. When uh, we went to Kentucky and Tennessee, we finished our stuff at the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, the Design Studio. We actually got um, a friend of our, our ministry that works in the Tennessee State Capitol, um, got us an interview uh, with State Representative, Tennessee State Representative Mark Pody. Yes. Um, we didn't know anything about Mark Pody. No. Um, and we knew people like Mark Pody, by God's grace, had to exist. Had to be. Had to exist. But we never met one. Right. And now we did. And, and usually the argument against having Christians in government is that they don't exist. And nobody would ever elect them. Right? Like, you hear that. Mm-hmm. You hear people say, well, I think what you're wanting to do, like, no one's ever going to vote for that kind of person yeah. in our country. Yeah. And I would say, well, people would say the same thing about Donald Trump. No one would, no one would, ever, no one would ever vote for Donald Trump. But yep. that's what happens. And I think, I, I think what people like about Donald Trump is what they should be liking about a Christian candidate. But no Christian candidate stepped up. Yeah. So I think what you're seeing is, you know, people reacting in the opposite direction. In mm. anger, they have they have a rightful anger. I think mm. they're mad at the state of the country. They're mad about all the politics. They're mad about partisanship and mm. and all this other stuff. And so their response is Donald Trump's going to fix it, as opposed to what their response should be: a godly civil magistrate will fix it. Mm. And so, mm. thank God for Mark Pody. Yeah. So Mark, did, did you think the interview with Mark Pody w- would go the way it went? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Because I was like holding the camera and I was like, mm. does he know we're recording? This is going this, on television. <laughs> like people are going to see this. Yeah, Right, that's exactly so, what I was thinking. Yeah. And so um, so Mark Pody, state representative uh, in Tennessee, uh, he has introduced a bill that is trying to fight against SCOTUS's decision on gay marriage. And what's interesting here, guys, you need to think about this. It's really, really interesting. Um, and, and really, I, I think, unfathomable in a sense that it has to happen this way. Um, the people of Tennessee, according to Mark, about 10 years ago, if I remember correctly, about 10 years ago, voted for a state of Tennessee constitutional amendment that defined marriage as between one man and one woman. And from what I understand... They actually put into it some guardrails anticipating that the federal government might turn lawless in this respect. And what they did was, is they said man and woman, male and female marriage. And they said, essentially, that even if there is some tyrannical federal overreach here and redefinition, that the state of Tennessee won't recognize it. Well, what happened when SCOTUS's decision happened? What did the state legislatures of Tennessee do? They backed out. They bent yeah. completely and said, well, we're going to go. We're going to bow to this. And so what Mark Pody has had to do is actually pass a bill that says, no, we're going to follow our state law and God's law and reject this. Now, the bill is in a holding pattern right now, waiting to be brought up again. But we went to the state capitol in Tennessee 
and we sat down with Mark Pody in these beautiful leather couches right where the legislation happens. You can see it right behind us. We went into where they pass it and filmed some stuff. It's amazing. We got a long interview with Mark Pody that is up for you at Apologia Studios on YouTube. What we're going to do is going to play a little bit of it right now for you so you can get a little sampling of what this guy is all about. Let me say it's encouraging. It, it brings hope to my heart because there's a man who is standing for Christ, for God's word, and for the people of Tennessee. And he is bold, and he is talking about Jesus the whole time, and he's talking about the gospel, and it's awesome. So we're going to let you hear a little bit of it on this episode of Apologia Radio, and we're going to ask you to go over to Apologia Studios on YouTube, watch the video, and don't just watch it, share it. Because listen, Mark needs the support of Christians nationwide. He needs people to stand with him. He needs people to say, we're behind you. He needs people to say, I'll pray for you. He needs the world to know what he's doing for Christ, for for God's glory, and for his neighbors around him in love. You need to let people know. So go ahead and get it on YouTube. Share it. Let people know. Tell them to share it. Send it to the liberal media. Yeah. Let the liberal media get this. They're going to be mad. Yeah. Don't oh, believe me. When you, when you hear what he has to say, guys. <laughs> They're going to be upset. Yeah, so. yeah. You're, you, you guys are really blessed by it. So here you go. This is Representative Mark Pody, state representative in Tennessee, talking to the crew at Apologia Studios. So first and foremost, the Word of God defines for us what is true, what is beautiful, what is lovely, what is moral. God has given to us the institution of marriage. It's from Him. And so first and foremost, the law of God. Second of all, you're upholding the actual law of your state. 80% of the citizens voting that marriage is between a man and a woman. And even putting into that, yeah. that even if there is some judicial tyranny, um, the, the state's constitution will, will be upheld. And so why in the world is this controversial? Well, there's several reasons. Some people don't believe that religion, there's a, it says separation between church and state, yes. okay? And, and I'm gonna tell you, I don't believe that at all. My religion goes right with me wherever I am. That means if I'm in business, that religion, my religion stays with me. If I'm in politics, it stays with me. If in my private life, my marriage, my kids, that if I'm a Christian, if I believe in my Lord Jesus Christ, it stays with me in all areas of my life. I don't say, well, God, you're invited to me here, 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 but maybe not in that part of my life. And, and that's not what I believe, but there are others that believe that. And I, um, then there's another force that says, you know what? The Supreme Court spoke. And to me, the Supreme Court is not the Supreme Being. The supreme being is God. Amen. And what we get, who we are, is from God, not from government. And not from people that are not elected in in, um, black robes. We have a system here that we were founded, what I believe is on on Christian values. And I want to stand up for those. I don't want to make apologies at all for that. Where where others might feel that there's a better way, they might, let's go back to um, a different way to, to go around this mountain. I want to challenge the mountain. And, and God says that, you know what? If I have the faith of a mustard seed, okay, that that mountain be gone. And that's what I'm standing on. I believe that. I believe my God is big enough to remove this mountain. Well, let me ask you this, Mark. Why, why is this at all controversial? Because it seems to me that in this case, you are being the lawful 
lesser magistrate. You are being the lawful American citizen. You're being a lawful citizen of the state of Tennessee, standing between judicial tyranny and the people of Tennessee. When the people of Tennessee vote, uh, I think consistently with God's word and his principles, and they say, this is our law, this is our law, and the Supreme Court says, no, we're going to redefine that, and you stand in the way, in the gap, and you say, no, we need to protect not only uh, the, the citizen's decision, but also the moral <laughs> stature yes. of our state. Why is this something that, because the bill that didn't, the bill died, it needs to be resurrected? Is that what No, 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 no. Okay. Bill's not died. Okay. The bill is not died. What, what's happened is it's stalled right now stalled. Okay. In, in a subcommittee. Okay. That means that um, that subcommittee said that they're not going to let it out of that committee. I don't have the votes to let it out of the committee. So there's only two ways for me to get it to move forward. Okay. One is for one of those committee members that voted not to bring it forward to just say, you know what, I want to reconsider that bill and rehab it heard. And they can do that, you know, and, and they can, uh, so in one week it can be back on notice. Okay, good. All right, I just, so, um, and then the second way, if 66 members, House members here, will allow me to resurrect it and, and have it heard directly on the floor, where I can say, you know, I want to bypass all these committees, and let's just get it on the floor where we can talk about it, where everybody would have a say on this bill. And that way, all the legislators would be able to listen, debate, and talk about the, val- the, the merits of this bill. Can you explain to me why this would have had any problem? Why did it have any problem just moving right to the front and saying, well, of course, the citizens of the state of Tennessee, sovereign state of Tennessee, have decided, and um, of, of course, why would this stall? All right. There, there is something called a fiscal note. Okay. All right. And in Tennessee, we have to, when we pass a bill, we've got to make sure that we can pay for the bill. And in this case, what they said is there is an $8.5 billion fiscal note. So approximately one-third of our entire budget, or 25% of our entire budget would be um, going to this bill. And the reason they had that analysis is this. They said, well, the federal government might withhold funds from Tennessee because we're going against the federal government, and and that is a huge, huge fiscal note. Now, I will tell you that... um, I think that there's enough case law saying that if we've got a valid law within Tennessee, that the federal governments can't, cannot withhold money. The second thing is, I watch over 300 sanctuary cities that have violated federal law, and no federal funds are withheld with them. I also watch states like Colorado that, that say that um, smoking marijuana you know, is, is absolutely legal, and it's against federal law, and they don't have federal funds withheld. So it's not unprecedented that, that states will do something and the federal government does not withhold these funds. Um, and so they're kind of looking at Tennessee as we're going against the federal government, therefore we're going to lose that money. Why are you doing this? I, I'm going to tell you my, my absolute goal is I believe that I have been um, called to do it at this point in time. Um, you know, I, I'm willing to say that if I don't do what I believe that I've heard from God, then they need to have somebody else in my seat to do it. If I don't, I'm not here just to um, go to people in my district or Tennessee. When I die, I'm going to go, and I believe I'm going to answer to my Lord. And I'm going to say, you know, here's, here's what my life is. And, and he's going to look at it, and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Or he's going to say no. And I'm, I live for those words, well done, good and faithful servant. So what I do, my life has to be 
a, a Christian life for God and doesn't have to be a, a life that men or women or the world is going to accept. Either I'm going to have my life judged by God or I'm going to have my life judged by the world. And, and I choose God. You sound like a Christian. <laughs> I, I hope not only do I sound like a, a Christian, I, will be, I, I want to be almost a zealot. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu, Whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I, I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. Apologiaradio.com. Marcus, you're, you're on a sea kick. I am on a sea kick. <laughs> Man. That girl can sing. Um, I, I put up my, my Facebook today that I am fully convinced that beautiful music is not only glorifying to God, but it is also an indictment upon atheism. Amen. When you listen to someone like her that has a voice like her... Man, it makes you cry. Like, yeah. you know, you listen, it makes you cry. I'm like, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? You, the, I mean, yeah, that's beautiful. And atheism ain't got no beauty, baby. No. Nope. No beauty, no love, no truth. It is all just ultimately matter in motion. Everything screams to the glory of God, even Sia. Yeah. Don't think she's a Christian. No. No, but she is, she is uh, image of God. Yeah. And I'll tell Absolutely. you what, man, it's, it's beautiful. All right, hey, you were saying something while we were on break there. You were talking about the lesser magistrates having actually a better, being in a better position to bring about uh, justice and godly change, even more so than like a presidential. Right. Yeah, I mean, because if you see what Mark Pody is doing, he single-handedly is a local state representative uh, who is not too hard to elect a, a local state representative. They don't have, you know millions of votes needed they only need a few thousand to win so you know you get a few churches in the area uh, and you could really elect a, a godly lesser magistrate pretty easily and so when you see what he's doing so he as one guy is proposing a law that's essentially going to shut down a supreme court ruling for yeah. his whole state yeah right so we look and look at someone like trump running and we're like oh man like that's awful but if we put the same amount of effort into our local elections, even from city council to sheriff to state magistrates, we can see, man, like it wouldn't even matter what Donald Trump did. Yeah. You know, because mm. they could protect us. Yeah. Which and is that's what they're supposed to do. Which they're is the kind of government that was set up by Christians in this nation. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. protection, protection from, against tyranny. On, on all levels. That's right. You checks and balances. It's actually a Presbyterian style government. That's exactly that's where right. it came from. Yeah. You can thank you can thank you can thank Geneva for <laughs> <laughs> you thank Geneva for the uh, government in the United yeah, States. That's exactly right. That's the truth. So. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, hey, I don't, I don't mean, I don't, I yeah, ain't got no problem yeah, saying okay. it. Yeah. Um, I love, I love my Presby's. <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> what's up Presby's? <laughs> um, hey, so, uh, all right. So, uh, how do we bring everyone into this? So we were at the, con- the convention and we hadn't met with Mark yet. Right. Um, but, uh, we were just there because we had, we had to be there. We were and, in Michael Brown's studio room. Yeah. So we're like on the third floor, second floor somewhere, like away from the convention itself, like in the ghost town where like nobody is in like this little room where uh, Dr. Michael Brown is recording his, his in the line of fire uh, broadcast. We met, they, they know us and we ran into his producer and they wanted, we were like, let's do something together. So we were going to actually film something. We ended up not being able to do it because we ended up getting these other interviews. So we were at a table and I look over at the table next to us and there's a couple there with two books that are very, very interesting books. One book was the, uh, Magdeburg Confession, and the other book was The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. Those are very <laughs> interesting books. Yeah. We know not, them. Not just anybody has those no, books. No, not just anybody. <laughs> so we know about those books because we had uh, a guest on, Rusty Thomas, on, and he had those books all week long. So I said to him, uh, where'd you get those books? And they were like, oh, we were with Operations of America. And I was like, oh, we just had Rusty on the show. They're like, oh, no way. We heard about you guys. I was yeah. like, oh, right on. So as we're talking to them, then they go, hey, that's Dick and Betty from the old guards, and I said, who, who, "Wait a minute, I know them." And they were like, "Yeah, that's the couple that owned the um, the 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 wedding service place that was shut down because a gay couple wanted service and they refused refused service to them." And uh, and I was like, "No way!" So I went up to them. These people, we started talking to them, and we decided to get an interview with them. And we're going to let you guys hear that interview. You're going to get to hear it. But before we do, I want you guys to listen to a news report. Um, about Dick and Betty Odegaard. These these are some amazing people, and I want you to get to know them. The controversial Grimes business are closing up shop this year. Gort's House Gallery first attracted national attention back in 2013 for refusing to host a same-sex wedding. KCCI's Ryan Smith is live in studio with Reaction. Iowa law states businesses that serve the public cannot discriminate or deny service based on sexual orientation. The Odd Guards agreed to pay that same-sex couple a $5,000 settlement in 2013, then decided to get out of the wedding business. After 13 years in operation, Gertz House Gallery will close its doors. Owner Betty Odgard says the art and jewelry gallery was a creative outlet for the community. Oh, it's devastating. It's been heartbreaking to, to tell our vendors, um, to tell our customers. Back in 2013, a Des Moines same-sex couple tried to reserve the gallery for their wedding, but the odd guards said no, expressing their Mennonite faith only allowed traditional marriages inside the former Lutheran church. I would never discriminate in any area. That's not who I am. Um, I, I would never refuse service. And, and they were able to go on and get married in another location, and that's wonderful. It, you know, I just couldn't celebrate their wedding because of my faith. In January, fearing future discrimination lawsuits, the Odd Guards stopped all wedding ceremonies and receptions. It was kind of shocking to know that we couldn't run our business according to our faith and that we were penalized for it. it uh, it just shouldn't be in Iowa. But without those wedding services, the business could not survive. Customers today calling it a staple in the Grimes community. It's a place that we can all go to, that we don't have to worry about how we dress. We're always welcome. We're always, it feels like family here. 
one Iowa reacting to the closure announcement today stating the Gertz House is a gallery and an event venue. It is no longer a church and so the facility must be made available regardless of religion, race, or sexual orientation. No, oh, interesting stuff. And I, one thing I would disagree with Betty on there is she said I, I wouldn't discriminate. Listen, we got to be honest about something. Everybody discriminates. Every decision you make is discriminating. Especially a business decision, of right? Of course. You're always discriminating. What, are, what about Chick-fil-A discriminating against all the people that want beef? Right, yeah, that's discriminating. Right, there's a discrimination there yeah. inherent in the business. I'm discriminating always. And for example, when you say this but not that, that's discriminating. Right. right. Uh, in terms of government, when you say this is good, this is evil, that's discrimination. When you say you're not to steal, well, you're discriminating against those who want to steal. When you say uh, you're not to, um, well, here's a graphic example, you're not to molest children or rape, you're discriminating against those who actually do those things and have those inclinations. It's all discrimination. It's a question about by what standard. By what standard will you discriminate? What is righteous? What is true? What is lovely? What is good? What is holy? That's, That's the question. And it's always a question of by what standard. And so what we were able to do is get an interview with Dick and Betty um, Odegaard and wanted you guys to hear it. I think it's a really good interview for you guys to listen to because here's why. Um, I was so blessed to be able to meet with Mark. That was one thing. That was somebody taking action in this area. Okay, legislative action. But I wanted you to hear about the people who are hurt by all this. Because you see, we could say as Christians all day long, oh, God is sovereign and he is. And we could say, oh, you know, we'll just let this thing kind of happen and just trust in God. And, of course, we should trust God because he is sovereign. But you need to hear about your brothers and sisters in Christ and your neighbors who are being crushed under this ruling, who are being crushed by all of this propaganda. You need to hear their stories. People, real people, who are standing for righteousness in a society— whether or not they're a believer is, is, is another question, but anybody who stands for righteousness, you need to hear about them being crushed uh, by this movement. So Dick and Betty, Odegaard, here's their interview, Apologia Studios exclusive. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jeff Durbin and Luke the Bear at the NRB conference. We ran into, providentially, yeah. Dick and Betty Odegaard. Um, Dick and Betty are the couple that you may have heard about in the national media they had a wedding chapel business and they were shut down uh, by a homosexual couple that asked to be married by you and you told them no and they made a promise to you that they were going to shut your business down and uh, they kept that promise. They did. Okay, so tell us your story. want to hear it. Okay, um, I'll start back a little ways. Okay. Um, in 2002 is when we purchased the, it was a Lutheran church. And we were looking for an interesting venue to have an art gallery. I'm an artist and um, had a studio in my house, and we wanted to kind of have a storefront. So we purchased this church, and with that, we had 6,500 square feet of something we had to come up with to put into this church. And so we put in a bistro, a little restaurant, and a flower shop, full-service flower shop, and a frame shop, and our... um, gifts and home decor so we were chock full of interesting things so we went along really well with that until um, the economy started going south in 08 and we decided we have to do something a little bit different and we included we opened it up for weddings and larger events and receptions and so on Um, in 2009 Iowa changed their laws now same-sex marriage was no longer illegal okay 
and that came that ruling came out on a Friday on Saturday two two ladies came in and asked us to host their wedding and reception and we told them that we couldn't do it because of our um, deep religious convictions and they were angry we thought at that time that we would get sued but we didn't we had many beautiful weddings in there until um, August 3rd 2013 okay. that's when our lives changed forever okay and took a much different path because that was on a Saturday and on that very next day that Sunday they filed their complaint a day later and yes they were ready they were ready to do and it. on Monday our Facebook page blew up our emails were ugly everything um, just blew up and it was nothing we had ever experienced before it just about took me out mm -hmm. I kind of didn't want to be around anymore because mm -hmm. my baby my passion my Gertz House gallery that I'd worked for 13 and a half years was never going to be the same again. Yeah. And indeed it wasn't. We, Our business went down to about, our lunch business about half, our flower business about half. People didn't want to use us anymore because we had done such an awful thing. Yeah. And overnight we became haters and bigots and racists and names that I don't recognize. And I, I didn't think that, you know, they don't know me. They don't know us. How how can they be calling us that when they don't know what's in our heart? Because it's what's in our heart is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And and we served everybody in every way and loved them. And and suddenly we were haters. Yeah. So Dick. That was devastating. You fought. You had a fight. Oh yeah. Okay. Tell us about that fight. What was it like? Because I mean, this issue is used by the homosexual agenda, those on that side, um, to propagate their worldview. And I think a, d a day later, after coming and being refused, a day later and filing a complaint is something that obviously they're ready to do. Uh, so you got yourself a big fight. And tell us about what that was like. What happened? Well, the, um, they filed a complaint to the Iowa Civil Rights Commission, okay. a discrimination complaint. Okay. Uh, in Iowa, Sexual orientation is a protected class of folks, along with uh, race and gender and all the other things. And, and uh, that, together with the uh, Supreme Court decision, state Supreme Court decision that Betty referenced, uh, was what brought us down. Uh, the the, uh, the uh, discrimination put the hook in us, and the and the gay marriage thing set the hook, if you will. Okay, and uh, so we were we were definitely in trouble. And uh, we contacted some folks uh, uh, locally. They got us in touch with the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty. And, and that was who defended us, phenomenal attorneys. Uh, they they, they uh, focus on religious liberty like a laser. They don't get into the weeds, but they focus on the religious liberty part. They, they've represented Muslims and all sorts of faiths just to, just to protect everybody's, everybody's right for religious liberty. Um, that fight is over now. Uh, as you as you pointed out, the uh, they, they promised to shut our business down, and they're 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 men of their word. They did, <laughs> uh, and actually, I, I'm wrong at that. The state of Iowa shut us down. Okay. Uh, the state of Iowa granted them a right at our expense. It was a zero sum game. You see, if, I'm all for get, giving people rights, but but don't take rights from other people in, in that process. So. Uh, 
so our fight is with the with the governments who 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 uh, who step in front of us and our and our creator. Yeah. That's really where it's at. Yeah. How do you feel now, guys? Now that you've kind of felt the spear, been on the other end, how do you feel about the importance of the Christian Church? Um, engaging in these cultural battles and issues like government and bringing the biblical worldview and the Lordship of Jesus Christ into the area of government. How do you feel now? Because you guys, you've been on the receiving end of it all now. I mean, this is not just in theory for you guys. You know, the, the, these, are the, these, are the, these are the real faces of believers who have now been crushed under the hand of the state and under this agenda. And so how do you feel at this point? What are you doing now? Now that you've, you've been on the receiving end of it all, you are the face of those being crushed, okay? What are you doing now? How do you feel now about the need to engage? It has ignited us. Praise God. You know, it, it, I, I always say it, they poked the wrong bear. Because now we are. That's we, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Because we will yes. never, yes. ever stop talking about what is happening. Yes. And about what we need to do. Yes. Uh, we have uh, organized God's Original Design Ministry. Yep. And you may have noticed there's a few billboards up. We have four up already. Arizona. One, Arizona, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Tennessee, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Okay. And we are not going to stop talking. We will go out to churches and anybody who will have us, we will tell our story and try to ignite the congregation and, and, and put a passion back into Christian folks to start talking about this and, and exactly. not being afraid to talk about their faith and not be afraid to speak the very words of the gospel that, that people are afraid to talk. Mm. Um, so yes, we're not done. We're just starting. Just getting started. Yes. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Yeah, we're, we were on the defense, now we're on the offense. Now you're on the offense. Yes. And, uh, and uh, and, and we look forward to it. it it's, it's something that needs to be done. You brought up the church, Jeff. Uh, one of the things that we noticed when the litigation started was that uh, about 60, 65% of the folks would, would vote in favor of what we did. At the end of our litigation period, that two year period, a short two years, that was just reversed. It so there, there's, so been a lot of, there's been a lot of Christian folks that have caved to that, to that pressure, of tyrannical quickly. pressure. Quickly, yeah. Yes. And, and we view that, Jeff, as low-hanging fruit. We've got to get those people back on track, mm -hmm. the churches back on track, so we, can, so we can go forward. A little leadership in our country would be helpful, too. Yeah, absolutely. And at all government levels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. so how do you feel now about the importance of the biblical worldview in the realm of government? Oh, it's boy. huge. Yeah. It's just huge. And, 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 you know, we're standing here, the, the person that I'm most frustrated with uh, and have been for some time is myself for not getting proactive before all this started. Yeah, when I was a kid and I would do something wrong or my, I'd use poor judgment, my mother would say, Dick, am I going to have to give you a nod on the noggin? Well, on August 3rd, 2013, the Lord gave me a nod on the noggin. And... and <laughs> And, and, and none too none too soon, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so we're we're on a mission, and and uh, in the years that we have left on this earth, we we want to do what we can to to right some of these things. And this has come at great expense to our own family. 
We have we have we have children and grandchildren that are that are generations from us, of course, and and they think differently. Yeah. So we we're, we're we've we've lost a lot. Yeah. And God is able to restore all the locusts have eaten, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's so praise right. God for what you're doing. And Luke, do you know you. We, we have been bullied? Yeah. And but God has given us a spirit of no fear because you can say anything and do anything now and it won't bother us and that's that's the kind of attitude that we want to bring to other people so that they will not be afraid of being bullied because everybody has somebody in their family or in their lives that that is living this lifestyle or they and so they want to tread softly and they don't want to offend them and but you have to tell the truth but you have to speak it with love and an abundance of love because then that's the only way that they will understand. Yeah. And if you do that and you don't, you just please don't be afraid of being bullied. If, if you're afraid, call me, I'll walk you through it because <laughs> we got through it. And you know what, we do it all over again because we're in the center of God's will and we are being blessed. Awesome. So you had said something interesting to me. Just before we started, you said you wouldn't have been standing here if you wouldn't have decided to fight. But you said they were gonna shut us down no matter what. Exactly. If, if we would have caved and provided service to these two gentlemen, that would have been the last time we would have conducted a wedding service in that building. That would have taken, that would have taken the spirit right out of the entire, our entire effort in that, with, that, uh, with that business. And we would have ended up shutting it down anyway. In shame. In shame, okay? And there's no way, if we would have done that, there's no way that we'd be standing here talking to you fellas today. It, 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 that, that course would not have brought us here to Nashville and, and sitting here visiting with you folks. Yeah. There's no way. So why did you say we're going to fight? Why didn't you just say we're just going to give, we're just going to give in? The, at, at the, it was our faith. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. it, pure, pure and simple, it, yeah. was our, it was our faith. And I and, heard somebody say, I think it was Sergeant Monkey said, who do you want to go against? Um, um, your, the, the society? Or God, right? You know who who's who you're going to go with, right? And we have we had other people in this game as well, guys. Uh, we had employees. Sure. Yeah. And and as those two gentlemen were standing there talking to me, and I knew what my answer was going to be to them once I confirmed that it was going to be a same-sex uh, ceremony. Yes. I out of the corner of my eye, I caught the gals working in the kitchen, and the servers. And if I would have been standing there alone. I don't want to say what I would have done, but I'd look to those people and there was only one thing to say to these two gentlemen and I said it immediately. I mean, end of conversation. Because we would not have had staff yeah. that would have wanted to... Yeah, we would, we would have had a lot of difficulty. One, we would have lost our staff and we would have had to restaff to provide service to these guys. It would have shut us down. Power. Absolutely would have shut us down. All right, guys, you've just been a huge blessing to us and I'm grateful for the two of you and God's providence us bumping into each other and I know about you guys I've read the articles I think we've talked about it on the show at least at least once so God is good and uh, I'm grateful that we just in all of this space ran into each other by accident and now we have a connection and I'm thrilled about what you're doing I'm glad God has got you in the fight and I want your message out into the hearing of every Christian that watches our show and listens to us because and, and, it's important. And our ministry, just go to www.godsdesign.org. Okay. God's-design.org. Excellent. And you can find out what we're doing. 
And thanks to you guys for doing what you do. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks God for blessing us. Thank you. Thanks for blessing us. Well, we'll hope to have you on again sometime. Yeah, we'll have you on again. We're going we're gonna to stay connected. So, yeah. all right, guys. Apologia TV, Apologia Radio. You get it. ApologiaRadio.com. You can go there, sign up for all access. You guys participate with us. Help us to get the message of the gospel and the biblical worldview into the culture uh, to uh, preserve, to be salt, to be light. Thank you. To Dick and Betty for this interview, guys. Bless you guys. God bless you. Hi, I'm Les. And I'm Tanner. And we're the hosts of the Reformed Pubcast. A weekly podcast where two friends get together and talk about the things that they love. It's like all those times you talked about theology over a pint of beer with your friends, but we're just dumb enough to record it. It's the theology of Calvin and the thirst of Luther. Join in on the conversation by subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. It's the Reformed Pubcast. So that was pretty, pretty great. Another amazing thing that we wanted to talk about is just how this affects people and uh, their view of um, all of life, including government. As Christians, when this happens to them. So Dick and Betty talking about uh, their view now of Christians getting involved right. in these areas. It matters. It matters a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, losing a business yeah. that they worked very, very hard for. And then with Pody, mm-hmm. it matters. It matters, yeah, exactly. And so so a really cool thing that happened was um, we, after Dick and Betty, we went downstairs to the convention center and we ended up at the... Oh, what was the name of that? The AFA table. The AFA table, yeah. and uh, they know about our show. Yes, and uh, they were they were talking to us, and so I'm standing there with Marcus at this random table after meeting with Dick and Betty at this random location in this convention uh, that has thousands of people. I mean, around in this whole entire Opera Land place, and we're at this table, and I look over my shoulder, and literally standing right next to us is Melissa and Aaron from Sweet Cakes by Melissa. Yes, that Melissa and Aaron. They were in the Free Speech Apocalypse, Darren Doan's film. You guys can see that at freespeechapocalypse.com. Freespeechapocalypse.com. And they they were right next to us. And so I turned around and started chatting with them. I said, hey, you guys are in the Free Speech Apocalypse. Our friend Darren made that. They're like, oh, yeah, we love Darren. And so we ended up getting to do an interview with them. Uh, not without their attorney, though, yeah. because the state put a gag order on Aaron and Melissa. What, like, is that? what does that mean? Like There were certain things they weren't allowed to talk about, huh. which is really crazy. You're not allowed to speak. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so their attorney was there. The attorney approved the interview. So we have that interview. You guys will be able to see that interview. But we wanted you guys to get to hear it on this episode of Apologia Radio because... God orchestrated this whole thing. We were able to run into the two couples that are in the national media. The two couples that are in the national media on this issue. And then also we met with Mark Pody. And God orchestrated all that. We had no plan for that. No. Nothing. We came down there to film about the ark. 
That was like the only thing we knew we were going to film. Right, right. And just going to be at the NRB convention. Yeah. Because and I we, told you, I was like, oh, this is going to be an easy week. Right. We're just going to film at the Ark. Yeah, That's it wasn't it. easy at all. We were busy the whole time. <laughs> from, from waking up to going to bed, we were yeah. busy the entire time. But, I mean, the, it's such a blessing to get a chance to get all this content God orchestrated at all. The two couples that are in a national media that lost their businesses because of gay couples being refused service. Um, you need to hear them right now on Apologia Radio. It's amazing. It really is awesome. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to play that interview. This is Melissa and Aaron from Sweet Cakes by Melissa. Pray for them. It was really encouraging to get to meet with them and to hear their story. Here you go. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jeff Durbin with Apologia TV here at the NRB conference. And God just providentially has had us running into everybody that we would want to talk to, which is totally sweet. I'm standing there chit-chatting, and I see these guys standing behind me, and it's amazing. If you saw the free speech apocalypse uh, by our friend Darren Doan, then you've seen uh, Melissa and Aaron. And uh, just to give an introduction to people who might not know you, which is hard to believe with our audience. Um, tell everyone, Melissa, you are with Sweet Cakes by Melissa. Just introduce us quickly to your story, and I'd like to talk about where you guys are at now. Well, how it started was my son was turning one, and I wanted to make him an elaborate cake, and so I went to Michael's and got a bunch of supplies and made him this elaborate two-tiered cake with cookie cars on it and cookie buildings, and I mean, it was just, it was crazy. It had clouds and a number one and a little airplane. And after I did that, I had something just, you know, really spark inside of me. I wanted to do more of that. And um, so I started doing it for families and friends and neighbors. And um, and then it just, it just grew. It just kept growing. Word of mouth started going out there and people started coming from, or, you know, calling from all over. And before you knew it, we had cake all over the house. And so we, we needed a place and we found a shop and opened up our, our little bakery and poured a lot of you know sweat and <laughs> hard work into it right. and then uh, and then he can share the the rest of the part that, that well happened. I mean yeah what we've got to understand is we tried to dedicate everything we did to God we yeah. tried to make sure that everything we did there pleased God uh, in our daily lives you know working at home at church whatever we wanted to please God we even dedicated the shop to to God we had our right pastor on. come right and we said, God, we, we fully want to give this to you. You gave it to us, but this is yours. So um, we ended up having a return customer came in. Uh, it, it was a, a woman and her mom came in, uh, sat down for a cake tasting for a wedding cake. I asked for the name of the bride and groom, and of course, she said it was two brides. Uh, I apologized. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to waste your time. But because of our beliefs, we just can't do a same-sex wedding cake. Yeah, and uh, she got up and walked out, and that's where this whole thing started. Okay, so it's so all over the national news. Everybody was talking about you guys, and you became sort of the symbol of the fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of, I mean, that's probably that's not what you were asking for necessarily. No. You know, <laughs> the Bible says Philippians one twenty nine has been granted to you to not only believe in Christ but also to suffer sure we'd like to take the first one and not get the second one but you you became the uh the picture of what it means now to be a christian in our culture and own a business and to have people come against your business because of your faith in christ and your trust in his standards so um what i i mean obviously the court case is over now 
No, no, we're still fighting this. You're still fighting. Yeah, it's okay, been well, three years. Bring, bring me into oh, it then. Okay. Yeah, we're still okay. we're still in it. Okay. First phase. First phase is over. Okay, first that's phase. what I meant. Okay. The administrative okay. court hearings. That's all done. Okay. Um, now we're in the appellate phase. Okay. The appellate phase. We've teamed up with uh, First Liberty, and they've brought in well, Boyden Gray, who is a nationally recognized. Uh, is that why this awkward guy is standing here yeah. right now? So this is my big guns over here. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> this is Jeremy. He's your attorney. Yes. Yes. And but uh, yeah, so we're we're moving forward to the appellate phase. I don't think anything really keys off real big until April. But um, we were we're excited. We're we're moving forward, and we're still in the fight. Um, okay. You know, we did have some things happen. We did did have to uh, put the money in escrow that we would as, as far as the the damage award, the the penalty that was given. So yeah. a lot of people, a lot of misconceptions. That everybody, oh, you caved? No, we didn't cave. We yeah. were forced to do that. Uh, State came in, wiped out our bank accounts. Um, we, you know, we yeah. we we didn't uh, didn't really have a choice in the matter. So now we're moving forward. We're not only fighting for religious freedom, but in a way, we're fighting to get that money back as well. Okay. Well, I want to talk about. I'd like to hear from Jeremy, but I I, I do want. I want to talk to you guys now about your relationship with Christ now, in the midst of all this. That's that's the most important thing. I mean, the, the fight is, is is one thing, but I'd like to hear about how you guys have been shaped through all this. Yeah. Because of, and you dedicated your business to God, and now He's had you walk through this trial. Yeah. And um, oftentimes, in the midst of great difficulty, God brings us to the sweetest place of fellowship and intimacy with Him. So, I'd like to hear about what's that been like. Um, well, for me personally, it's um, that's been the absolute most amazing thing that for me has happened in all this. Before, um, before all this, when I had the shop. Um, I really struggled with my faith sometimes and I struggled with, I really struggled with trusting God. Like that was a daily struggle that I had, like crazy, really had a hard time. Uh, I didn't trust him with finances, I didn't trust him, I just didn't trust him like at all. I hate to say that, but I really didn't. And going through this, God has like absolutely shown me just every day, I am here and I'm going to provide, I'm going to take care of you. I, you know, I, I'm walking with you. I have your hand, and and just seeing God work in our lives, like on a daily basis, like we have going through this trial, that's been like so amazing. And to, and my trust now is, oh man, I can't even. I I, I have no issues anymore. It's like, okay, God, <laughs> just bring it on, whatever. <laughs> so like, yeah, that and that for me is, that's. I mean, you can even ask him. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it really what it's done is it, it's brought me to a place where I've, I've always read Scripture. I've always seen what, what the Bible had to say about persecution. I've seen what the Bible had to say about trusting. I've, you know, you really don't know what that is until you feel it in a tangible way, and that's what this has done for us. We've, we've stepped out in faith. We've, we've decided that we, we need to follow God's Word. Because, I mean, honestly, I lived apart from God's Word for many years of my life. I, I dealt with the consequences of that in my life. And since Jesus Christ pulled me out of that, I, I've, I've decided that this is all I can do is follow Him. And uh, in such a small way as to say that, you know, well, God, I'm going to believe what, you're, what, what you set forth with marriage and to have this happen, you know. Um, you look at that and you go, well, that's kind of a kooky way for this to take place, but it's made my faith grow. I've trusted in Him now, not, not only with my finances and these things, but I mean, I've trusted in Him to the extent that I actually have a heart for these people that, that are actually coming after us. Yeah. I, we pray for them. We, we, want, we want them to experience what we've experienced in Jesus Christ. 
awesome. <laughs> you guys still have your business then? You haven't shut down yet? Or no, still... we, we did have to close okay. our shop. Um, I don't know if you had heard about that, but... Yes. Yeah, we yes. did. We, yeah, so the doors are closed. Um, it's It's been really hard. I can't really operate out of the house right now. Um, yeah, we having our business in Oregon right now probably is just not a possibility at this point in time. One of, the, one of the things we're fighting for is to be able to have, you know, that that restored where not only us but other other Christian business owners aren't going to be forced to adhere to something that goes against their faith. Okay. All right. Jeremy. Huh. So, Jeremy, what can you tell us right now about the status of the case, what you guys are trying to do right now in the midst of all this? Well, what this case is really going to determine is whether or not people in America, especially business owners, are going to be able to carry their faith into their place of employment and into their own business, or to be able to run their business according to their faith. Uh, Melissa and Aaron have, have suffered greatly at that. Uh, it, there was once a guarantee in this country that you're able to exercise your faith without any type of uh, punishment by your government. And yet Aaron and Melissa tried to do that very thing and have now been penalized to the tune of $135,000 uh, for just simply uh, trying to operate according to their own conscience. That's unconscionable. Yeah. And at First Liberty, we're trying now to restore not only their First Amendment rights, religious liberty, free speech, but also some of the due process rights that they've been denied. This really will be their first chance to have their case heard in court. What, what can people do that are watching this across the nation to support you and First Liberty and this amazing couple? What, what can they do right now? Well, go to firstliberty.org and especially firstliberty.org slash Kleins. You can learn all about their case. You can read more about it. There's a great video there you'll want to watch on, on their story and what's happening to kind of fill you in more. Uh, obviously, pray for these people. They've been through a lot from everything from vandalism to their property to uh, you know, threats on their life and on the life of their children. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a tough scenario for them. But also, uh, they need, uh, everybody else watching, they need to exercise their rights as well. Yeah. Uh, they need to remember that these are, are rights that have come not from government, they've come from God. And Amen. we owe a duty of stewardship to those issues as well to make sure that we are, are preserving for the next generation these treasured rights that we have. Aaron and Melissa have, ha have had to go through the courts to do this, and, and they're going to continue to do that. And I'm really glad to have an incredible legal team leading this effort to make sure that these First Amendment rights are protected and every American's rights are protected. But it's in the little things of everyday life, uh, who we vote for, how often we call our local congressmen, what kind of participation we have at our Board of Education meetings. These are the ways that we protect and preserve religious liberty for the future. Well, let me ask you one more question. How do I frame this? Because you guys have been through so much. God has obviously had a sovereign hand in all of this. All things work together for good to those who love God and the called according to his purpose. I'm sure you've hung on to that verse a lot, right? Um, what, what has this done to change you, not, in a, not just in the sense of trusting God, but your outlook and perspective on Christians in society and governments? A lot of times Christians will disengage from culture and say government is sort of a realm that's outside of the sovereignty of Jesus. You know, Jesus is king over Netherland, but not necessarily here, so we can disengage. How has this changed you in terms of how you feel about Christians in society and their relation to government, God, God and government? Let me just ask you that, because you've now been on the sharp end of the spear yeah. because of Christians have checked out of culture. This is not a conversation we would have been having 200 years ago. 
with the deposit that Christians had in society and in government. So how has that affected you guys? It's opened my eyes to what's been going on in the last yeah, 40, 50 years in yeah. this country. Uh, I'd say Christians have been living in a fool's paradise. Okay. Uh, the belief that we were always going to have this religious freedom and that we didn't have to do anything to maintain that, I think it, it, it was a stretch at best. What we've seen here recently is an attack on Christianity, not just on bakers, not just on photographers, but on Christian values, period. And it's because we've been so lax in actually maintaining those freedoms and those rights that we have. And I think that we have an obligation to the next generation to fight for this and to stand up for it. Awesome. Would you guys now say that political issues are also morality issues? There's a lot of things in society that have been deemed to be political issues that were actually moral issues. Right. Like, like, this yeah. like this one. Like this one. We're going to be praying for you guys. We love you guys. And we, like I said, we've done shows on you guys. So awkward, but um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be praying for you guys. Make sure we do everything we can to rally the troops, to so just be an encouragement to you guys. Just, just know that there are a lot of people who pray for you, talk about you guys, try to defend you, and we're, we're going to continue to do so at Apologia. So well, We would want to thank everybody out there that is praying for us. It means a lot. Good. Like, it really does. Right on. Well, we're going to keep doing it. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. And thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, beauties and beasts, I have some good news for you. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles, not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing. Let not thy beard be thy downfall protect your manlyhood an epic combination of manliness and manhood if you're hearing this today there is hope for your beard go to ucosbeard.com and enter the code apologia and you can save some money while you save your face you guys can get more of the past episodes at apologiaradio.com that's where you guys go by the way, some amazing things are going to be happening to ApologiaRadio.com in the next few months. It's going to be yes. off the hook. It's going to be very cool. It's not ApologiaRadio.com. It's going to be at Apologia Studios. Yes, ApologiaStudios.com. Yeah, so we you own that get... now. You can say it. Okay, go ApologiaStudios.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, there you go. Okay, so now we own that. Good. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm sure we got okay, it, yeah. All right, good. Okay. ApologiaStudios.com. That's ours. So that's going to be the one stop. Uh, where you guys can go for all the TV content, all of the Apology All Access, all of the YouTube stuff, all of the radio content, everything right there at ApologiaStudios.com. And it's going to be awesome. And so I'm excited for you guys to get to see it and use it. But you guys can go right now to ApologiaRadio.com and get all of the past episodes and content. There's like 160 episodes. Really, really great stuff. Some great, great guests, some great content and conversations. Please go check it out and please share it with somebody you know. Don't forget, you guys can partner with us at ApologiaRadio.com by becoming All Access. You guys can pick up right now 
on John Sampson's Apologia Academy. He's talking about reform, theology, the doctrine of salvation, soteriology. The entire series on apologetics to the glory of God is up with myself and Dr. James White. You partner with us by giving a donation of $7.95 a month. That's it. And you partner with us. Everything matters. It's all very meaningful. And believe me, when you give, for those of you that do, when you give, you make everything possible. You made the Ark Encounter a reality. So that show, that special broadcast that goes up of the Ark Encounter, that's because of you. Your giving made it possible. Yeah, that's and for so real. It's, it's kind of cool how media works, right? You donate to Apologia Studios. And you get the bless answers in Genesis with that, you know, they're going to be able to get some promotion. It's basically like a that. big commercial. It is a, it is a big commercial. For the Ark Encounter. <laughs> and you, so you didn't just bless Apology of Studios, but you're blessing answers in Genesis, yeah. making all that possible. So thank you. And, and, and our interview with Pody, yeah. being able to go to the NRB, all that stuff is because of all access members. That's what we do. So That's right. So thank you guys. And don't forget, big, big stuff happening right now. ReformCon.org. ReformCon. ReformCon.org. It's up right now. Don't forget, you guys can um, uh, sign up there at ReformCon.org. You have Dr. James White, Dr. Scott Oliphant, John Sampson, me, Marcus Pittman, Luke Pearson, the entire staff and crew of Apologia Studios and Church is all going to be there. You're also going to have uh, Vocab Malone, Kenneth Talbot, and... Some more, but we'll announce that hopefully for you guys next week. We're very excited. Uh, sign up at reformcon.org. Get your tickets. We're going to have fellowship. You're going to get to interact with all the speakers. That's what's, that's what's going to be unique about this, is that you're not just going to get the great teaching, but you're going to get to interact with the speakers. That's what we want to do, is have this be about fellowship. We're going to talk about heralding the doctrines of grace and, and, and the truths of the Reformed theology and going back home and uh, filling up our cities with the truth about the grace of God and His sovereignty and salvation. That's what it's all about. Reform Pubcast is joining us. This is a collaborative effort between Reform Pub and Apologia Studios. That's what's up. ReformCon.org. Don't forget, MissionAware.com. Get a great t-shirt. MissionAware believes in the message. Mission Aware believes in the content of Apologia Studios and radio and church. And so they support us. We'd love for you guys to support them. Go get some stuff from them. They have great t-shirts. They do have great t-shirts. They do have great t-shirts. I love them a lot. All right. And we love all of you and we're grateful for you. And we're so happy you guys joined us for yet another episode of Apologia Radio. We're blessed by you guys. Thank you for all of your words of encouragement, all your prayers. Everything you guys do to bless us, it means so very much. Um, we're grateful to God and to you for letting us be a part of your life and your walk. Please pray for our ministry. Partner with us. That's King Ginger. Stop, man. I'm the ninja. I'm out. And we also have a new guy in the back. We do have a new guy. What's up, new guy? Hello. That's Gabe. <laughs> He's on the ones and twos today. And as usual, we have Carmen, our homeschool woodpecker. Right now, he's working. He's working on He's something. cutting up yeah, yeah. a special episode of Apologia TV. Gabe moved here all the way from Virginia to intern at the studio. Woo! So that's a long way to move to empty trash <laughs> and to clean That's a big deal. Studio, yeah. That's right. Big deal. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Bless you. Catch you next week. Hi. 
Hi, this is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. I want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family-integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bearer, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road in Tempe. We're meeting in the community center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at ApologiaChurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. <laughs> Glory! 